Welcome to season six of Paper Talk, where we talk about tips and tricks on navigating and building your small creative business. I'm Quinn Wynn of Pinga Mosey. I'm Jesse Chu of Crafted to Bloom. And I'm Sarah Kim of Handmade by Sarah Kim. In season six, we'll be sharing our experiences and insights on running a small creative business from managing finances to building your brand. We'll also be interviewing other small business owners and experts in the field to get their perspectives and advice. So join us as we dive into the world of small creative businesses and help you take it to the next level. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2024. Thank you so much for joining and kicking off your year with us. Today, Sarah and I are going to be talking about, I don't know if we want to say it's New Year resolution, but we want to start out with the right foot on how we're going to make this year the best that we can do because things are already happening, but we just want to make sure that it's the best that one can make it with what you have. New Year, Sarah. Happy New Year. Sarah, what is happening in your life in 2024? I have some personal ones and then I have some business. Like for my business, I want to say I'm always trying to work at my YouTube, my Instagram, just continuing to grow. I want to say like last year, you my YouTube channel actually did help renovate, help with my revenue like the most. So I do want to continue to invest my time into the things that I feel with the analytics, like I want to actually like work on what is working, like studying that stuff, like on the back end of my website. I want to say, yeah, YouTube, Pinterest is one of my strongest forms. So I guess ultimately that's what I need to like just wherever that is. It's so hard because it's not like I'm, it's not like I have this real goal. It's just, I just need to keep doing the same thing on those two platforms. But personally, one of my goals is just to read more books. My husband's like really into reading books, but I get it. It's actually one of the things for me is like being on Paper Talk. Like I'm actually, it's really funny because I'm really not a good talker. I think I could teach like how to make paper flowers only because I've been doing it for so long and you only need a certain amount of words to really teach a flower. In my head, I'm like, cut two inches, cut a leaf shape or whatever. But like on paper talk, I could tell like I have really bad vocabulary. Like I don't have (laughs) a lot of words to express what I'm going through. And I think one of the things is because I'm just home all day in silence just making my flower and not talking to anybody. Like I yeah. I talk to totally you like the most. Yeah, I talk to you the most out of anybody I know. Like I don't even talk to my husband. He's talking to me because he's the extrovert. So he was like, you need to read more books. I was like, okay, fine. And I haven't read a book since like college. And I actually have three books sitting on my nightstand. One is called The Midnight Library. And I've been actually trying to tackle that. I say tackle because I'm sorry, I'm just not a reader. Like I make paper flowers. Do you listen to audio yet? Because the audio version is great. Yes. And I don't mind the audio version like when I'm walking and stuff. But I think there is something where I should read. I should read books. Yes. I think it's a good goal for myself. It's new. Um, And you know how much I love doing like new things. I don't know, like just randomly. I do like learning it is. Yeah. I don't know if I like learning how to read a book, but I'm going to learn and I'm going to do it. I love that so much. If you need any <laughs> so recommendations, let me know. <laughs> really? Wait, yeah. I always ask for it. And I actually recently posted it on my Instagram saying like, oh. I've been reading, I've been trying. So give me some book recommendations. Yes. But yeah, I have actually a handful that I collected that I'm interested in. So I'll be working on that. I guess that's my personal New Year resolution, kind of New Year goal. Yes. And then 
for my business, it really is just continuing with the things that are working. And I know you have so much of a more exciting year than I do, but I feel like for me, I really don't have anything. So I'm scared. I'm scared. I don't know. I don't have, I don't really have a lot of things planned out yet. So I'm a little scared. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I guess like the small goals is just being consistent with the things that are working and, and I have a couple new flowers that I really want to tackle. Yay. And I want to say, oh, I think one of them was the foxglove those before. Yes, you're going to love that. They're so super fun. And I feel like I've made stuff that are similar, like stock flowers or like the lily of the valleys. Like they have that in flower look, yes. you know, mini flowers. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think I'm excited for something like that. And remember that episode where I mentioned that I started making birds or yes. I made a bird recently? Yes. Yeah. So yes, I want to like revisit that. Yeah. I want that and maybe try some. Because I have seen paper artists where they make, oh, you've made like butterflies. I want to try be, sure. maybe butterflies, maybe birds. Uh-huh. Yeah. And hopefully that's like kind of the list of my yes. new year. Uh-huh. Yeah. What about you? And I know you have your book coming up. You're yes. going to be so busy this year. I know. So I would say the first part, the first three months, I need to really focus on the book because my deadline's coming up. It's in a March and there's, I need to schedule in a photo shoot just to do the different larger projects that's going to be going in there and get some models in because I want to do like a handheld bouquet. I want to do a large Mm -hmm. installation and just talk about different mechanics that I feel like we haven't really talked about. There's, there is paper flower mechanic for arranging things and putting things together. So I want to definitely add that to the but that lady and it's going to be a super tight, crazy first three months because one in January, I'm doing a presentation on Jack GPT. I feel like with the one year that I've been working with it, documenting it, just trying to see how a creative can actually use it because it's quite different from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. How can you use it? Break it down so it's really simple, easy step by step and prompts because ChatGPT is all about how can you ask the correct question so it can work better for you and how can you guide that AI to make it sound like you. So if you're writing a newsletter, if you're writing a social media post, if you're doing these monotonous day-to-day things that you get really tired of, how can you get someone else that has your mindset and your voice to be able to mimic what you're doing. So consider Mm -hmm. AI like a team member, like you're giving them directions on what you want it to do and they will take that and run with it and they'll spit you whatever they need to spit at you. And then you take it and you have to curate, tell it to make changes. And the cool thing is AI will remember it, which is fantastic. So I'll be doing a talk with that. In April, I'm actually going to be doing a presentation with Camp Thundercraft on how to be a great podcast guest. What do you need to be, how do you get on a podcast? How do you yeah. promote that podcast? How do you sound great? And how do you get them to re-invite you later down the road? Because in Paper Talk, we actually had repeat guests. And why do we have them? Because they give great information. They sound great. They're easy to work with and they promote, which is what you mm-hmm. want. And so that's some of the things that I'll be talking about. And then the other big project that's coming up. Is, so you're venturing in birds and other things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be venturing into food realm. So I actually got approached by South Center Mall to create a dumpling art installation. Oh, how cute. I've actually made a couple like paper art or food related things. Yes. There's so much more fun. I know. I'm really excited. Yes, yeah, so I'll be making like the humbao or the bunbao as we call it in Vietnamese. Uh-huh. I'll be making uh-huh. like this 
all the shumai and the soup dumplings and the gozas and things like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited. And they're not your regular mini size because it is an art installation. It's going to be much larger, probably a foot to maybe two or three foot in diameter. It'll it'll be super fun. And I've actually contacted my friend, Tim. He's going to be making the steam basket, like a six foot steam basket, which I'm so excited. And Uh people can actually stand behind the steam basket and take a picture. And it's going to be next to Dendai Fun, which I think is going to be so amazing. Uh, are you thinking about doing it out of paper, like the yes. the food items? Yes, paper Aww. and some other mediums that I've been exploring in the back of my head. Okay. And uh-huh. I was telling my publisher about this. And I was like, oh, that could be your next book, How to Do Food. I yeah. was like, what? <laughs> Let's get this first book done first. Yeah. But I'm really excited. I think that would be super fun to be able to show people how to do that. So I know Yang of Shanghai Night. 1984, she's done dumplings and things like that and fruits, which is her Uh fruits are amazing. It makes me really want to get the, what do you call those air, the air spray paint? Oh, like airbrush. airbrush. Yeah, airbrush. airbrush. Uh I think that Uh will really elevate everything, just adding those dimension pieces together. So I'm excited Uh to add that to my tool gadget of how to elevate your art. That's cute. You can also just maybe do spray paint and you'll have to buy so many different shades, but that would actually be really cool. I've seen an artist where they used an airbrush like machine, but they'll yeah put whatever their paint and then mix it up yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. That's going to be super fun. And then I think yeah. my biggest workshop that I have planned for this year is going to be the Garden Rose workshop. So we're calling it Rosé and Roses. I'm having my local winery. And so her winery is called Address Winery. And she makes this beautiful rosé wine that is just going to be just beautiful. And then I have this pie lady. It's pie bird work. And she is going to be creating a special pie for my students. So she's doing, wow. we talked about it and she's doing her apple pie is delicious. So she's going to be doing a rose apple pie, which I think is going to be amazing. I also want to convince her if we could do instead of a pie, do her hand pie, which her hand pies are so good. So I'm hoping that will be the case. And Mike from Cart Finney will be there too, which I'm really excited. Kai Scissors will be there. I'm hoping Aline Glue will be there too. I need to reach out to all these vendors and see if they will help sponsor in this, which I think is super exciting. And then I'm also um, working with Wayola with Jesse and Carol, and we're going to be pushing out the single color doublet. I'm so, so excited. A beautiful array of colors that we're hoping to launch this spring. So I'm hoping to have both Carol and Jesse back on later this kind of early spring. We're going to be talking about the color lines, talking about how we got these connections and how this whole project came about, which is going to be so much fun. We can't wait for you to get this doublet in your hand because it's beautiful colors that we hashed back and forth. And we feel like we produced this line of color that's really unique and needed because there's colors that I feel like Wayola is missing, which Carnotecnia Rossi has really hit it out of the park with all the different color weights and color line. And we're hoping this will fill a gap that we haven't seen yet. Yeah. And a whole bunch of workshops later this year to promote the book. And hopefully I'll add teaching around the United States and also specifically in Seattle. So I'm really excited about that. I have some workshops happening too. So Hopefully it'll be, I feel like workshops are picking back up. So it's good to see. I feel like the past, since the pandemic, it's been just, but then now I feel like people are willing to go back out and 
learn yeah. things. Yeah. yeah, I'm very excited about that. Yeah. And then I'm trying to think, like, I really don't have a New Year resolution. It's more like there's things that needs to happen and I need to maintain. And like you mentioned, just improve what I have and just make sure mm-hmm. that what I'm doing is just the best that I can do. And with all the different gadget planners, making sure that... Mm-hmm everything's listed out and making sure that you don't miss something. And I think when you have so many different projects, you definitely need documentation and just having a to-do list that's well-organized, that's easy to refine and refer to will be your saving grace for the year as you're working on different things. Like where do you put your to-do list? Do you have any tips on that? So I'm definitely an Apple person. I have an iPhone, I have a MacBook. And I love using Google. That's one of my main things is having Google Docs to put all the different things on there. But notes on your phone as you're writing the to-do list, it all syncs mm-hmm. together. So you can easily find it, refer it, you can put it in your favorite and that way it's easy to pop up and you can put reminders and it syncs up with the calendar so you're, that your deadlines are synced in so that you're not missing everything, which is important. I use the notes app too, but the problem is I write it like over and now I have <laughs> a giant long list of notes and they were just to-do lists, but like mm-hmm. I've I realized like I didn't finish it. So I like rewrite a couple of days later. I'm like, oh, don't forget to do this. Yes. And then the list just got longer and I don't know how to like, go back any rate. Okay. So I yeah. also <laughs> fell into the rabbit hole too. I would say uh-huh. either when you're doing all these notes, have your calendar up. So have your laptop and your phone together. That way you can start syncing to things. Assign it. Assigned it. Yes. Mm. But due date. Because if because these are all to-do lists that needs to happen yeah. at a certain time. Putting yourself due dates and reminders and alert will, and you can cross it out as you go through. And as you're going crossing it out, you're like, okay, there's a due date attached to it. And I make sure my notes has that. So it's like when I'm uh-huh. going through the list, oh yeah, that date is coming up. So that way I'm not too surprised when the alert comes up. It's like, oh, it's due. And mm-hmm. if it's an important thing that's happening, I will actually backtrack it and says, hey, in four days, this thing is due. Have you started on it? It's kind of like little thing uh-huh. that says, hey, make sure you start on it today and you have two more days left or it's due tomorrow. Have you done it yet? But I feel like I don't have to do it so much now because I do have a guilty conscience and that nags at me like when you need to make it happen and I feel like with COVID I used to be such a huge planner like I would write everything down in paper form and then in the past I've been trying to use this is weird to say as a paper artist I've been trying to use less paper and so I've been trying to go more electronic and do electronic planner but for some reason it's not sinking into me as much. And so I haven't gone back to a paper planner, but I haven't used my electronic planner as much, but I've been using the note and my calendar as as in between. But in the bad habit, I'm also logging things in the back of my head, reminding myself to do certain things, which is good and bad because I was like, oh yeah, I need to do that. But then what if I forget? But then I try not to forget. So it's like this weird circle that goes back and forth. (laughs) I'm actually a paper and pencil purse. So I do have a bunch of different planners and journals of where I write things to remind myself. And I use my phone and the notes app and the calendar. Yeah. And I still freak out. It's just (laughs) always. Yeah. But I think I'm with you on trying to go electronic. So I am in that like middle. But there is something about just writing it down on a piece of paper just feels more like I'm going to do it. Um, But yeah, I'm always trying to figure out like what's the next good way to have a to do list. But yeah, it's hard. (laughs) It's so hard. It is hard. (laughs) Yeah. And I just feel like I have so and uh, 
there's cer- certain things that like don't really have a due date thing in my notes app, like not being done. So I don't like, I don't know if you do this, but if I do have an idea of wanting to make a new flower or like I had mentioned, I wanted to tackle some bird or butterflies. I write that on my notes app, but then it's just sitting on there. Yeah. I don't. Like, and then a week later, I'm like, don't forget, Sarah, I need to make some experiment, some birds and uh, butterflies. And then it just has this really long app but, or notes like folder, I guess. Yeah, we got that on that. But really, speaking of just like notebooks and stuff like that, I just got a notebook that was guided for gratitude. And oh. just being in the whole New Year mood, I did want to get it and write, write down what I'm thankful for. You know, it's like a cheesy uh, thing to start with for the new year. But I think I think I always say I'm going to do it and then I never do. So I literally got a notebook that's meant for my gratitude book and oh, it's so guided. Yeah. yeah. And it's guided. So it will literally be like morning. Like, what am I looking forward to at night? What were you grateful for in this like day? Yeah. yeah. So hopefully I'll be on it. Yeah. It's a habit. They say it takes 30 days to form a habit. Mm. That's so easy to fall off the bandwagon and then hard to get back on again. I feel like that's exercising. I feel like that's one thing I'm trying to do Mm -hmm. is go to the gym regularly. But I feel like there's so many, it should be a high priority, but I feel like the book has become such a huge thing that in my head, of course, this is like my one opportunity. Who knows if I'm going to have this again, if my book doesn't do well. So I've got to make sure that the book is a high priority, but I know that I need to make myself a high priority to mm-hmm. be able to take care of myself, to be able to do all these different things. So there's mm-hmm. this weird cycle back and forth. Oh, but I have to get this done. And because the lighting I know is so important, you know, in Seattle, it's very gray and we have yeah. so much limited light. And I found that it's usually between 11 a.m. to like 2.30 p.m. is where I can photo graph everything and get good lighting and consistent lighting. So it's been rough. And and the thing is, in the morning, I try to get all the pieces done so I can get it photographed. But then after you photograph, you have to edit everything. There's a whole cycle of once you edit things, then you have to name all the photos and then you have to see where it fits. Did you take the right photos? Did you prep enough in the morning time to be able to get the shot that you wanted? And did the shot turn out as well as you thought it did? Because sometimes when you're looking through the camera lens, it looks in focus. But when you look on your computer, it's not as focused as you thought it would be. I also blame that to old age. I'm actually <laughs> 50 this year and I need reading glasses. And so things are up close and personal. I'm like, it's blurry. Yeah, it's so hard. <laughs> and just because with the whole like extra tech stuff, I feel yeah. like they make it blurry. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like nice because it like blurs out the background, but I'm like, yeah. but then did the, the actual part, is it focused? Like I'm not, yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I can't I tell you. This. So many things. And that's one thing that this year for Paper Talks, Sarah and I are going to break down our video recording equipments that we use to mm-hmm. record the videos for the tutorials and also how do we do some like media's content that we put out on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube? So we're going to share our, all of our equipment lists. So I think that's going to be super fun because that's something I have evolved over the whole years. I've been, you know, pink and post videos and Instagram and images has been such a big part of who we are because most of our people that follow us is around the world. It's not just yeah. in person. And how do you create these beautiful curated product when mm-hmm. you have to have good equipment? But then also I want to preface, use what you have first. Understand it well yeah. enough that you're just like, okay, I'm ready to go to the next step. And before you... 
and I had fallen into this rabbit hole where I think the next great equipment is going to make my stuff even better. It's not. It's really about doing the work, doing yeah. the videos, doing the images, and then working with what you have before you do purchase the next one. But no one loves the new shiny object. I'm subject <laughs> to that. But yes, my advice is use understand what you have and then make it happen and work with it mm-hmm. before you go and buy a new one. And if you do your due diligence and research, understand why you need that equipment. And if this new equipment's in your life, will you make it happen? Will you use it every day to justify mm-hmm. the cost? of investing in that equipment. Know the reason behind why you're buying things. Yeah. And those kind of stuff is so intimidating for people that are not used to this stuff. So we're just like paper artists. And so like when it comes to tech stuff, I'm like, I don't know what to get. But (laughs) hopefully with the little knowledge that we do, we did go through, like in a sense, we experimented with different types of cameras. We're no camera expert, but like I'm excited to talk about that stuff just because like I have, you know, been been doing this kind of stuff for a while and photographing my own and making videos and stuff like that. So I think that would be a good topic, hopefully in this new year, if you guys are interested in upping your game with Instagram and YouTube videos and whatnot. So you like the new iPhone. I don't know if you got an update or if you updated your phone, but like the new iPhone is really nice. That's the old one. Yeah, the, the new, newest one. I don't have the newest one yet, but I had purchased one like two years ago. So I feel like it's still up to date. But yes, the iPhone is yeah. a really like great camera. And the reason why I upgrade when it does come out, usually on the most part, it's because I like the Apple products sell really well. I was able to resell my other phone and it was pretty so that it was worth investing into a newer phone. And uh, so I got the newest one. It's somewhat recent. Yeah. Uh, and one of the upgrades is they, it stabilizes while you're doing your selfie or while you're doing yeah. your uh, videos. Uh, and I think even like the Zoom video, the quality is better mm-hmm. and it stabilizes even in the Zoom like thing. So like I think the old one, if you zoomed, it would be like super shaky. I think that was like the difference. And it, and it is overall just really nice. I agree. Um, nice feature. Yeah. Most likely in the fall, I might upgrade to another one. I like to update every two or three years because I feel yeah. like technology's going in a, the battery life. Yeah. I don't know why they haven't fixed it. Like the battery life yeah. should last longer than you think it should, but it never does. Yeah. yeah. But, but I also um, did save my other phone before I upgraded one. I use, a, I have a backup phone. So what I do is I do time lapse. So when I, I'm doing setups or teaching or something like that, I actually have the camera on a stand that did a time lapse. And it's great because yeah. it just syncs up to your phone and I love it. So what I'm hoping to do is I'll just keep that one as my time lapse. And then when I do mm-hmm. upgrade, I'll keep the other one and then sell the older one or something like that. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. So, but I am really excited for that episode in general, just because I do talking about you know, taking the right photos and yes. yeah, and you're right. It's not about the newest equipment all the time, although that is really nice. Mm-hmm. I think just what you got, but like going to find the right lighting, like you said. And I know Seattle is a little gray for oh, me gray. too, but <laughs> yeah, it's a little gray yeah. but, and like cold <laughs> color, you know, and I'm personally yeah. like, I do like more warm color. Mm-hmm. Like even when it comes to flowers, I like more of 
of a warm color. And there is such thing, I think, like I've taken like a painting class and they had mentioned that, like that there is a cold red and a warm red or whatever. I don't know. But and definitely in California, like the sun is warmer. So (laughs) it has a warmer tone. I don't know. I feel like even just looking at us like through Uh Zoom, like it does have a warm uh, skin tone compared to colder skin tone. Yeah, so true. (laughs) Yeah. So we have a Fun guest line lined up for this year too. And then, gosh, I think I love how we're doing like every two weeks there's a podcast dropping. It just gives us uh-huh. a more breathing time. And mm. I'm hoping season six will last pretty much most of this year before we take a break. Cause I find like okay. when we do take a break, it just helps us mentally and we're not just pumping mm-hmm. things out, but it does give us breathing space dropping two or three episode once a yeah <laughs> yeah all right so this year we're changing up our question air at the end of the podcast so we're talking about food you like to make or eat right now okay a repeat meal at our house we eat the korean dish bibimbap yeah everybody should that. know what that is you have to do it in the stone pot and it's kind of your typical Korean dish that most people should know. It's like kimchi and then the other dish is bibimbap. And yes. it really is just like fried rice. It's like rice with a bunch of veggies. Yes. So it is somewhat healthy. And I do it pretty like a vegan style where I just do vegetables. And maybe I'll get an egg on there if I, you know, feel up to it. But I've, I really feel like the best part about it when I make it at home is I do it in that stone pot. And that makes the rice crispy on the bottom. Yeah. And it just, I don't know, it tastes fancier than it really is when you have that <laughs> pot. Yeah. So I bought nice. one and you can find it anywhere. And I'm sure you could make other dishes in in there. But that's what we do. And we repeat it a lot just because it is somewhat healthy and it's fancier than it really is. I will, but I will say, don't ever go to a Korean restaurant and order that just because it is a waste like of yeah. a Korean dish. Like, <laughs> can make it at home. You can't eat it at a restaurant. Yeah. Yes. But that's what we make at home a lot. Oh, uh, that's awesome. I would say the one thing that I'm making right now that it's on repeat. So we have a smart oven. It's called the Nova Smart Oven. So it has a steam function. You can sous vide in it. So I've been taking pork tenderloin. It's so cheap. It's like around $2 a pound. So we get those pork tenderloin from Costco. And then I just put a dry rub like early in the morning and I forget about it. And then a couple hours before dinner, I throw the pork tenderloin into the oven and it sous vide it to this tenderness. That's delicious. Oh. And then right now, I would say in January, there's no more chanterelle mushrooms. But in November and December, Costco was selling chanterelle mushroom for $13.99 a pound, which is amazing price. And they're my favorite mushroom. They almost have an apricot scent to it. And it's just really Mm. has great texture, delicious. And then what I've been doing is I've been roasting a butternut squash, which I like dice and then I caramelize some onion and then I throw some apricot jam, a little bit of chicken bouillon, salt and pepper. I throw in the a little bit of tomato paste, the chanterelles, and then the roasted butternut. And then it becomes this beautiful savory sauce that I serve with the pork tenderloin. And it's so good. It's just it hits sounds the right 
fancy. It's so easy and so delicious. And it's just really oh. savory. But I like savory and sweet together. And it mm, just hits too. the right notes. And it's so... I feel yeah. like you're a really fancy cook. I'm like, just throw some veggies on top of rice. And then you're like talking about <laughs> sous vide. Wow, I, I wish I was your neighbor. I wish you were too. We would have so much fun Aww. together. So, yes, that's my favorite thing to make right now. And everyone that I've been serving it to has really enjoyed it. And I think they're surprised by how tender the pork tenderloin is. And it's just really, it's great. It's so easy and you forget about it. You just throw it in the oven and like comes to temp and it holds it. All right, you guys, we want to wish you a happy new year. I hope January kicks off right for you. And, but don't worry, there's like 11 more months to figure out what to do in 2024. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon.